At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And we had zero, like when I tell you zero, we didn't even have a car. We had to live with my parents. I had to borrow my mom's car. I mean, it was to the rock bottom. And we were like, we have to do something where we got so lucky because Bobby's parents and my parents both have always supported our entrepreneurship life, no matter if they didn't believe in it or not. They never, ever said, don't do that. You're going to fail. They were like, your doors are open here. If you need to live with us, you live with us. If we need to help you with a little bit that we have. We help you with a little bit we have, but you guys do what you got to do if that's what you believe in. So we were very, very blessed to have our parents that were very supportive of our entrepreneurship life. There's a difference between a dream chaser and a dream catcher. Thanks all for tuning in to Dreamcatchers, where we make things happen. Dreamcatchers was formally launched to unlock the hidden potential in successful, self-motivated individuals who desire to take their life's work to the next level but need support to evolve. We are a collective group of professionals with various backgrounds that use our talents to assist those individuals in realizing their wildest dreams by providing education, inspiration, and direction. This podcast is where we share the lessons we've learned along the way to catching our dreams and give you some context around the how and the why to each approach to put you further ahead on the journey to catching your dreams. Are you ready? Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Dreamcatchers podcast. I'm your host, Jerome, and I've got the grand pleasure of having Sophia Castro with me today. Sophia, how are things in Fort Lauderdale? Amazing. We are doing awesome over here. My family is doing great. Fort Lauderdale in general is amazing because we're doing really well economy-wise. All the businesses are able to get back on track, and we have everybody coming in all the tourists. So it's been awesome in Fort Lauderdale and uh, looking forward to the continuing of the businesses, mom and pops getting back on track and being able to support their lives by their business. Wow. Wow. So for the listeners who want to get in contact with you, I know you're pretty active on social. Where should they go follow you? So on my Instagram, it is official Sophia Castro and Sophia is with the S-O-F-I-A. And on LinkedIn, it is Sophia Castro. On Facebook, it's Sophia Estrada Castro. So anybody that wants to reach out, that wants to follow me, please do so. We'd love to have you all. If you guys have any questions, DM me. I'm always available to answer any questions. 
And she actually means it, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. She's not just saying it. And you might be wondering, like, well, who is she? Like, wh- why is this a big deal? It's a huge deal, ladies and gentlemen. And I don't know that she's actually going to do the brag that I want she want her to do. So I'm going to let you do it. And then if you don't do it right, I'm going to come behind you and just lay it on them. So who is Sophia Castro? What have what you done over the past I don't know, maybe 20, 20 years or so. I'm not sure how yeah, long. It's about 20, actually. probably about 28 years now uh, that we've been. Well, for those of you that don't know me, my name is Sophia Castro. I've been married uh, to my wonderful husband, crazy husband, Bobby Castro, which he's a little bit more out there on social media than myself. But we've been married for 30 years. And Bobby and myself come from a very, very humble family, humble beginnings. We grew up with nothing. Both of our parents struggled, had three, four jobs at the same time to be able to maintain our families. And our stories are extremely, extremely similar. Um, when we met, we didn't even know anything about each other. But Bobby dropped out in uh, the ninth grade and I dropped out in the 10th grade without knowing each other. Later on in life, when we were, I was 18, he was 24, we met And we were able to create the synergy that we just got our powers together. And we both didn't want to be the same as our parents, having to struggle with three, four jobs and not have time for ourselves or for to create a family and be there for our families. So Bobby, when I met him, he's like, you know, I'm an entrepreneur. And back then I was 18 years old and had no clue what an entrepreneur was because my family was, you know, they just struggled. And I was like an entrepreneur. And then I started like, okay, tell me a little bit more about entrepreneurness. So he told me and I was like, well, you know what, I'm ready to go with you. Let's do this. And me and him just decided that we were going to go put our efforts instead of going to work for someone to go work for ourselves. And of course, we failed four or five times. I don't even know how many times, but from those failures, we were able to create what I call university degree. We learned from those failures and we brought those two tuitions to make us better and to be able to succeed the following time that we were going to open a business to learn from the mistakes and make the mistakes to be the success. And we were able to do that throughout the years. And it was not easy. We had to live with our parents. Bobby and myself got pregnant with our first baby six months after we met, not planned. Um, And we decided that we were going to go forward with it and that we were just going to make that even our bigger why of why we were going to be successful in life. And, you know, we came across a business after many, many years that we were able to make it successful. And that was in the equipment leasing industry. Um, And a lot of people don't really know what equipment leasing is, but it was it's a finance company that would give loans to business owners to buy the equipment for their businesses. Um, And those are, you know, a lot of business owners don't know that exists. A lot of banks don't do that. So we were able to have a business that was a very niche business. And with being that we wanted this so badly to be successful and to create a business that was going to create a successful life financially and personally for us, we pursued that and gave it our 100% efforts into it. And we made that company later on grow into another very niche business, which was going into the medical industry and lending money to the doctors to be able to create their 
buy a practice, buy a building, buy the equipment, buy out a partner, working capital, whatever it was that they needed for their business. We started being a private lender to the doctors, you know, to any physician. And that business then grew even bigger. And in June of 2019, Bobby and myself were able to get bought out for $1 billion evaluation. Yes. With the B, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, a B. So that was a very successful business for us that we started with $0. My mom actually lent us $1,800 to get that business going. And then throughout those years, we always wanted to be in real estate, but we didn't have money. So in 2003, meanwhile, that we were still running the other business that was not where we wanted it yet, it was still growing. We dabbled into real estate. So we've been in real estate from since 2003, also making tons of mistakes because we didn't know that, you know, the real estate investment business. So we did tons and tons of mistakes. And in 2011, we decided that we were going to go full blasted into real estate investing into multifamily. So I kind of let go of being involved 100% into our finance business. And I went 100% into my into our real estate business. And today, real estate is our main primary focus in our business. And we have a $450 million worth of a portfolio in multifamily. Whoa, that's monster. Yes. And so do you guys do that through syndication or is it just your portfolio? That's only our money. Yeah, no syndication, <laughs> no money from outdoors, nowhere. We do uh, leverage our properties with finance. You know, we do get a mortgage on our properties, but our money, nobody else's money. It's only Bobby's, myself's and my kids' money that we have involved in here. Yes. That's amazing. So you just want to talk about generational wealth and the grit that it took to get there. And so I know you, you talked about the teamwork and Bobby talks about PMA all the time, positive mental attitude. You had to have some folks that show up along the way to help you because you said that you both left high school and that your mom showed up and gave you that $1,800 loan. But were there other people that showed up along the way to help you get to the next level? Because that part is really tough without you know what back then Bobby and me had no clue about coaching we had no clue about hiring people about getting people to put in money to work with you we had no clue of nothing of that we were so focused on how do we run this business um getting it to be you know to the level that we wanted it and scaling our businesses that we never really looked into anything of coaching or none of that. We always looked up to Tony Robbins and we never had the money to be able to go to his seminars. So we would listen to him, you know, on YouTube or we would buy books or, and we were self-read, but we never, ever got any kind of coaching, anything like that. The only person that we had coaching us was the guy that we had bought the manual for the equipment leasing. He was an older gentleman and he totally fell in love with Bobby and he was there for us and mentored us on that business and how to be able to really make that business successful. And he was very old. He actually died like two to three years after we got into the business. So we were able to absorb what we were able to get from that gentleman, which we are very grateful for. And we always, you know, 
he may rest in peace, but he was amazing. But that was as far as we got. We never, ever got anybody to coach us. And I wish because we would have been able to get there maybe faster. Maybe we wouldn't have done so many mistakes if we knew about coaching and all that. But that wasn't really so available because the internet today, you're able to grab all those things and you're able to find a mentor very easy. And back then we didn't have internet. We had, we didn't have none of that. We had the newspaper. So we didn't. So it was Bobby and myself being our own mentor and our own cheerleaders, holding ourselves accountable. And if you fall, I grab you. If you fall, you grab me like, and let's hold hands. Let's do this. And that's just the way we did it. And we were so blessed to be able to get where we were at today with just doing it ourselves. That's why I say, you know, whoever doesn't do what they want and get where they want in today's day, it's like, okay, I don't feel sorry for you. Just not, you're just not putting that full effort into what you want. Wow. Wow. So true story of bootstraps, but the one guy did kind of give you your start and then you had to innovate and pivot off of that. So that part is super helpful because, you know, once you start moving the car, it's easier to, but when you're at that dead stop and you're trying to get it to go, you got to push even harder. So this had to be extremely difficult. I I don't think people actually get how far it is from zero to a billion, but you know, were there some, when did you have, when did you realize that you had to keep going? I call this the red pill moment. So I'm going to tell you that somebody asked me this the other day and Bobby and myself looked at each other and we really never had sat down and like thought of that moment. Right. And that moment happened in 2008. We had gotten ourselves involved in a big real estate investment with a group of guys and that we had met that had told us if we wanted to get involved in an opportunity of condo conversions. And I don't know if you know about condo conversions, but it's buying the multifamily buildings and turning them into individual units and selling each unit off to owners. And it's no longer an apartment building. Now it's a condo. And we had no clue what really it entailed, what it was. All we knew is that we had our money that we had ready for investment into real estate and that we knew how to run a business. So we said, of course, let's do this. We're dying to get into real estate. We have the money and we know how to run a business. So let's go. So we went into it with zero, zero knowledge, allowing other individuals to lead the way for us. And we had acquired over 80 something million dollars worth of apartment buildings to turn into condos. Well, 2008 comes around, the world falls apart and we're stuck with $80 million worth of apartment buildings to sell individual units to people that no one has money, nobody is buying, and we're on the line for $80 million. So Bobby and myself and his brother, that's our business partner at the time, we stood there and we're like, guys, we have worked way too hard to let everything that we have saved up for to just fall and crumble. And if we allowed the multifamily, that buildings to crumble, our finance company was going to crumble. And we're like, this is not going to happen. We worked way too hard. So Bobby really, really focused with his brother and another partner that we had in the finance company to make that company. It was already successful, but to bring it 10x at that point. And in 2008, because the banks weren't lending to anyone, 
we went in and started lending private money to all these doctors that were in a lot of trouble and that they needed the money. At that point, that company grew 10x like wildfire because we focused and we said, this is what we want. This is what we need. We're not going to fail. We got to do this. So they went on and put their focus and their hardcore, like, this is what's going to happen. And I focused on the multifamily on how to even sustain it and put renters back into these apartment buildings that were empty because we were going to sell them as individual units. So again, teamwork and the power of like, we're not failing. We're going to do this. We're going to focus on surviving. We did it. And we were able to get out of everything. We did not foreclose on any of the properties. We didn't do forbearance on any of the properties. We were able to sell them as apartment buildings. And we stayed with some of them as rental income. And we got through that in that lesson. Again, that's another, that's a bachelor degree (laughs) that we learned there that we did not sit and say, oh, poor me. Oh my God, I'm crumbling. The world's falling apart. I'm going to fall too. It was like, no way we're putting this on 10x gear and we're going. And we did it and we survived. And, and in 2011, we went back into the real estate market, full blown, buying up everything that was nobody wanted to buy. And again, we won because we were buying when nobody wanted to buy. And we sold when everybody wanted to buy. <laughs> wow. So, you know, that's... so that's, yeah, it was, it was a roller coaster. And I'll tell you one thing. I was, I don't think I've ever been so stressed in my life. But I knew that we weren't going to fail because we were not going to, we hadn't worked this hard, but it was a very stressful four years. I, I think yeah. so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, moving from that, like, what was your worst fear in the process? Like what, and how'd you the overcome it? The biggest fear was losing everything we had worked so hard for. I mean, at this point we weren't, we had made, you know, we, our company was evaluated probably at like, you know high millions on, you know, we probably evaluated at like 800 million, but we didn't have that. The company was evaluated at that, but we didn't have that money in our pocket. And then we have a, you know, $80 million financed through banks that it was our line of credit. It was our credit. It was everything we had. If we let that go, we were going to lose everything, personal business, everything. And we're like, no way, no way. That was the biggest fear. So how did you break through that? Like I said, just focus. We focused on that. We were going to survive and that we were going to overcome all of these obstacles that we were going through and that we were not going to allow just because the world was falling apart that we had to go along with it. We were like, no, this is not going to happen. We're going to do what we got to do and we're going to make this happen. And we did on both arenas in the finance company and in the real estate side. Okay. What's up, tribe? It's your host, Jerome. I just want to let you know that we put together a free 15-point checklist for exiting the matrix. Jump on over to dreamshouldbereal.com in order to pick your free copy up. Let's get back to the show. So I think there's probably an earlier point that might be the answer to this question. And it's, was there a point when everything was on the line early on? Like, was there a rock bottom? Oh God, of course, hundred percent. Like when we had my daughter, she was probably like two, two, three years old. 
we were at ground. I mean, when I tell you that we were, I had even to get, I had to get on a, the WIC program for my daughter to get the diapers and the foods and all that stuff because we had lost everything on a prior business uh, that we had invested in. And we had zero, like when I tell you zero, we didn't even have a car. We had to live with my parents. I had to borrow my mom's car. I mean, it was to the rock bottom. And we were like, we have to do something where we got so lucky because Bobby's parents and my parents both have always supported our entrepreneurship life, no matter if they didn't believe in it or not. They never, ever said, don't do that. You're going to fail. They were like, your doors are open here. If you need to live with us, you live with us. If we need to help you with a little bit that we have, we help you with a little bit we have. But you guys do what you got to do if that's what you believe in. So we were very, very blessed to have our parents that were very supportive of our entrepreneurship life. Wow. Most parents say, hey, like, go get a job. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, they were. I mean, we did. We at that point when we lost it all at that point, before we even had the business that I talked about, Bobby worked in three jobs during the day. And I had to I worked during one, but I had my daughter that I had to take care of. So, yeah, Bobby would work. I mean, he would literally sleep probably four hours a day because we had to do something to survive. So. All right. There's not a whole lot of people who have that type of work ethic. Is that one of the things that you love most about Bobby? And did you see that early on? Like, tell me, tell oh, me yeah. what made you fall in love with Bobby. Yeah. I mean, it's like a teenage love affair Talk to me now. You know, at the beginning, it was his looks. <laughs> I was like, who was guys good looking? Hold on a minute. And then the more I talked to him, it was like, wow, I love his mindset. He was just not a regular mindset that I'm going to go do whatever and we'll just survive and we're going to work. No, his, uh, his, from day one was like, I'm in this to go big. And it's, I just don't want to do the struggle that my parents had. And I want something else for my life. And I love that about him. It was like, okay, let's do this. I mean, I could go alongside you and we're going to do what we got to do. As long as it's something for the best of both of us and for our families, I'm in it. And after being, you know, involved with Bobby from day one, it's like, I don't want to look at life any other way. You know, it's like, wow, how can you not think this way from day one, you know? And I just love his kindness. He has a great heart. He's an amazing husband, an amazing father. And I can't even say about entrepreneurship. I mean, that's his mindset is amazing. Wow. So, I I was sitting here thinking, I was like, okay, so Sophia's looking at this man and she's looking at the new baby and there's got to be some point where she's like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I want to go down this path. Like, this is terrifying. We No, we and I got anything. pregnant. That happened to me. I was like six months in. I didn't even know him. He didn't know me. I'm 19 years old. He's 24 and I'm like 23. And I'm like, what? No way. I can't do this. Like, there's no way I'm not as much as he sounds so great and positive in this, like, I can't do this. So, you know, I did tell him when I got pregnant, I'm like, you know what? I'm, I really think I need to have an abortion. I mean, I'm a baby. You're really young. We don't have money. Our parents don't have money. How the heck are we going to really do this with a baby? And he just was not having it. He's like, there's no way. If you do, don't ever, ever speak to me in your life. I don't want anything to do with you. I can't stop you if you really want to. But if that's your the choice that you pick, I, I just don't want to be involved. And 
I thought about it for like literally two months. And I was like in limbo for two months, not knowing what to do. And then I was, the more I thought about it and the more I, I was in love with him. And I was like, you know what? I'm taking the chance and I'm going to go for the ride. What's the worst that could happen is that we don't work out and I have a baby. I mean, I have a mom, I have a dad, I have brothers and sisters that will support me. And, and I know that he would be a great father no matter what, because he's, he's just a great person. And I'm like, I'm going for it. And from that moment on, I've never looked back. It's like you two are not scared to push all the chips in. Like yeah. every time I see it, it's like you push all the chips in. Do you think that's a big factor in the level of success that you've been able to? You know have? what? We still, to this day, we push all our chips all the time. If we have an idea or if we have an investment that we both like and that we're both 100% together with it, we throw it all in. We just go on. We, we go we go bigger. We go home. <laughs> and and Bobby has a type of personality that he's either white or gray, or black. He's not gray. There's no gray in Bobby. So if he likes it or he doesn't, there's not like yeah. So when he says I like it and and I say okay I like it, we go all in. We go do it big. <laughs> wow. How did how does the decision making process go when you guys are looking at a business venture? Because this is interesting. I feel like it's just like. Boom, we're either in or, you know, uh, like I said, there's sometimes that it's, there's no quite like we sit down and we're like, okay, a hundred percent. There's no discussion. This is done. There's sometimes that Bobby comes with an idea and I just like, ah, you know what? I just not feeling it. I don't like it. I don't know. And if he's really passionate about it, he's going to bring in all of his power to get me to, to convince me. And then we fight and we'll argue. And then we'll like, Ah, uh, no, I don't think so. And then whatever. It, it sometimes he wins, sometimes he doesn't. And the same with me. You know, sometimes I have ideas and Bobby won't even if if, if Bobby doesn't like it and I bring it to the table, it's like this. It's like, so I have to fight my way to make him see it and to make it understand. And it takes me sometimes days, if not weeks, to bring that idea if he does not care for it. So we rarely, <laughs> rarely do something if we're not 100% together. I mean, when I tell you maybe one or two times that's happened and it's been because one's been so passionate about it that we kind of like, whatever, if you're passionate and I'm not in it, whatever, do it. But I can maybe count it with two fingers the times that that's happened. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So. Now let's talk about the good stuff, right? So you you just posted, you were going on vacation with your daughter, you were celebrating your birthday. And I think you said, I don't have a birthday, I have a birth week or a birth month. <laughs> so month, let's, month. <laughs> let's talk about that. So like, what what has all of this work and the struggle and the fighting through all of the friction, what type of lifestyle has that been able to create for you and the kids and so on? You know, I'm a, I'm a person that I work hard and I party harder. <laughs> I, I believe in, in the rewards of life. Like when you work that hard, if you don't enjoy it, what are you doing it for? So I am like very big that if I work extremely hard and when those holidays or birthdays come around, I go full out as much as same as business. I go 100% when it comes down to either celebrating or enjoying life. I do it at 100% because I tell everybody you live once. And if you don't enjoy it now, when can you live it? And I know a lot of people believe in reincarnation and all that. But when you come back, 
you don't remember those other lives that you have. So meanwhile that you're here, you better enjoy it. <laughs> so oh, wow. I, I, t- I love my birthday. I'm like a person that celebrates the birthday for m- a month at a time. And this year it happens to be a very big um, celebration. It was my daughter's 30th and my 50th. So I figured, you know what, we're going to go all out. And um, we went to Tulum. Uh, with all the girls, just uh, girls, no guys. We decided that it was going to be a girls' trip. So my daughter brought her best friends, and and then I brought my best friends, and then we brought our cousins, my nieces, and so family and friends. A little small group. It was a 12, 12 girls that went to Tulum. Five days. It was the most amazing vacation. We had a great, great, great time, as you probably saw on social media. And uh, then after just this last weekend that passed, we had a three-day event, (laughs) Friday, Saturday, and Sunday events that were big events for celebrating our birthdays that were amazing. Also, we had an amazing time. Wow. So, yes, I love to have fun. I love to have fun. (laughs) Is your daughter's birthday the same day as yours? No, we're three weeks apart. Okay. Yes. Yeah, three (laughs) weeks apart. So, we celebrate every time we kind of celebrate our big celebration together well and in some ways you guys kind of grew up together so that's like super exciting yeah we're like sisters we fight like sisters we're like (laughs) we're we're great we have a you know great mother daughter relationship but we I was only 19 when I had her you know three weeks before my 20th birthday and so you know I had to she was raised with me be, growing up as, you know, I was a child, you know, so I learned many things along her side and she learned before her time. She had to learn because she was always with me. So it, it's been great. It's I, I love it. I wouldn't change it for the world. It's It's been an amazing journey. So if you could go back 30 years and compare it to the way that you look at life now, what would you say is the biggest difference between the way you looked at the world at age 19 and 49 or 50? Oh, wow. It's huge. (laughs) You know, there's so many things, you know, the responsibilities, being so focused, knowing, you know, that what I wanted generational wealth went back then when I was 19, I was only thinking about being rich. You know, being able to become rich, to be on own a car, to own a house, to get, you know, the nice purses, to buy the nice shoes. And today, for me, the most important is the legacy and the generational wealth that I'm going to leave for my family, you know, my grandkids, my great grandkids. And that's my biggest thing right now, what I focus on. So, you know, it, big difference. <laughs> I think it's huge. But, you know, it's still in the same goal lines. It was just the way that I looked at it. It was so different. Wow. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And so we're coming down to the end of the conversation. We're down to the final four questions. And the first one is, what are you most grateful for? You know, the most that I'm most grateful is that I have an amazing family. My two kids, my two grandkids, my husband, and my family, my brothers, my sisters, my husband's family sis, are amazing. I've been so blessed to be healthy, to have them, all of them to be as healthy as possible and that they've been amazing and that we have this family that are just nothing but united and backing each other up. 
I love that. It seems like family's just been a continuous theme for you, even like starting your nuclear family with Bobby. And it's like you were six months in and then the baby's coming. And so it's always been like the three of you and then it's grown from there. So I, I love it. Yeah, Sophia, family's super important. <laughs> Sophia, what dream are you most focused on catching that? The dream. Oh, my God. My dream would be that, you know, my empire continues to just quadruple and being able to leave that legacy like i said i want to be i want them to know that when i'm bobby and myself are not here which i hope it's you know another 50 years that they know what we struggled and what we did in order to have what they're able to enjoy and be able to even grow bigger than what we did so that would be my next dream <laughs> Okay. I love it. I love it. Just the continuity. I think a lot of people who built wealth worry about it falling apart. And you're saying, yes. I want that to keep going and going generation yes. after generation. Yeah. I want it to be like the Rockefeller family, you know, continue that generational wealth to keep on growing to, to infinity, you know? Wow. I love it. Okay. So this one stumps people from time to time, but I think you'll knock it out the park. What gift are you giving the world? Ooh. <laughs> so my gift, I think, is that I'm able to share my story and where we come from and what we have created to date. And I love, like I said before, this podcast, my gift is to those that are starting, that want it, that want that dream of becoming on a successful entrepreneur in whatever industry that they're able to see what I did and that they follow those footsteps and get there on their own. I love it. Most people don't want to give back. And you're saying, I can still remember when. And because I remember when, I want to be able to sow into them. And so because you didn't have the coaching, you didn't have somebody sharing the wisdom and knowledge with you, your opportunity to do that, mainly through social media, is happening right away. And you got yes. that instant access. Yes. yes. I love it. Beautiful. Sophia, I want to throw some love on you for being the beaming light that you are and not trying to shy away from the not so perfect start that you had and showing people that if they're willing to go through the process, they can create amazing success and you can have anything. I think you are social proof that dreams should be real. And so thank you so much for being so open with our listeners today. I've got one final question for you. What's the one thing you want the listeners to take away from this conversation? That you can do whatever you want to do. Just put your focus, put your hard efforts into it and have PMA all day, every day. And I guarantee you, you will get what you want. Wow. What a perfect way to end the episode. Ladies and gentlemen, Sophia Castro, you heard it from her direct. Your dreams should be real. And until the next time, Please go out there and make everything happen. We'll talk soon. Thank you for joining the tribe today. We would love to hear from you. Please don't forget to rate, like, and share. Perhaps someone you know could benefit from what we've discussed. Until the next time, remember that your dreams should be real. <laughs>